Welcome to Cinema Tea with JV. Every episode, I'm going to pour myself a cup of tea, and I'm going to talk about a movie that I watched. So, come and join me. Pour yourself a cup of tea, sit back, and listen to this episode of Cinema Tea with JV. Welcome back, everybody, to Cinema Tea with JV. So, fun fact for the the lovely folks at home, we are currently doing a extra fun series because I watched a YouTube video and it, it made me have feelings. And, and mm-hmm. so, what we are currently about to do is we're going to go through the uh, Don Bluth animated movies. We're going we're gonna to go through them. The ones directed by Don Bluth. But I, personally, don't know a whole hell of a lot about animation, so I brought somebody in who does. Everybody say hello to Val. <gasps> hello, Val. Fabulous. I... This is... Val, you are our first guest, and I love I love that. <laughs> I love you. I, um, I'm so excited to explore the Bluthiverse with you. Um, <laughs> we... Uh, we as animation folk, unfortunately, know a lot about Don Bluth. Um, <laughs> uh, and uh, uh, for better or for worse, that is. Um, and I am so, like, when you asked me to do this, I was so excited. You know, uh, before the pandemic happened, me and my friends had Don Bluth movie nights. And we would just like talk about either like the funniest stuff or just like the weirdest stuff Don Bluth has. Um, And my friends being other animation nerds too. uh, You know, we all had something to say. Uh, So now I have a venue to say it and I'm very excited for that. And I'm very excited to be on with you. Yes. I'm, this is, this makes me very happy. We, and we are starting off with, well, I almost said obviously, and I'm like, I said I shouldn't say obviously to mm-hmm. that. I so we're starting off with the with the fantastic 1982 film that I referred to in a in a in a different Discord separate to this one, um, <laughs> that I called. Oh my god, this is not. It's I'm not excited. that funny. It's not even that funny. I just had like a slight bit to drink, um, but. Um, I called it the hidden truths of the National Institute for Mental Health. Well, um, that, okay, okay, that is so funny. We're talking about Secret of Nim, and yeah. I think what what blew my mind is because you've never seen Secret of Nim. Mm-mm. Yeah, I hadn't. And for me, when when someone says Secret of Nim, I know what Nim is. And when you when it was revealed that it was the National Institute of uh, Mental Health, uh, you like you were like what? Or you did so, you had like such a big reaction, and I was like, oh man, I forgot how much of a twist like Nim is kind of. Yeah, um, we the, we get a little bit of a setup, but sorry, go ahead. Well, yeah, I was gonna say that setup was like actually now that I think about it, that setup was really clear. Yep. Like it was very clear when it was like, oh yeah, because they fully just at that point in the movie say the National Institute of Mental Health, which I should have caught 
I should have seen that because they just straight up said it. Yeah. But for some reason, I was like, "Uh uh-uh, that's wildly sinister. What the hell? And that was it. That was all I said. And I didn't catch it until we were like 55 minutes into the movie. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That that, like blew my my mind. But I, you know, before we get into the movie, I'd love to just chat about Don Bluth a little bit. Oh God. Is that okay? Yes. I, yes, absolutely. I feel like that's a good thing to do, particularly in this episode, because we are entering this, we're entering this universe at this moment in time. And I suppose at this moment in time, this is this is his directorial debut. But yes. I suppose he at this point, also at this point, this man is already like in his forties, I think, if I'm doing right. math correctly. So this is this is actually his animated feature directorial debut. Um yes. so Don Bluth actually was a Disney animator uh before he created his own independent studios. I think it's called Don, Don Bluth Productions. Mm-hmm. Um but um he had such beef with like studio executives and so many people at Disney that uh especially concerning like um like like um like storytelling and like you know like everything kind of that the artists were doing and like like the executives had this certain idea of what each of the artists should be doing, should be engaging with in their day to day at Walt Disney Studios, and Don Bluth like saw that and was like, "Nah." Um, and <laughs> and and I, I do also want to mention Don Bluth really worked on a lot of um, anthropomorphic stuff, so he was really good with animal animal bodies. Um, you had mentioned mm-hmm. JV while we were watching. You know, he worked on a lot of Robin Hood stuff. Um, he also did uh, Winnie the Pooh and Tigger 2. And I think most notably for me, like mentally, is uh, The Rescuers. Um, oh, shit. Oh, because yeah. a lot of Rescuers gives me so much Don Bluth energy. And and it's just so classically him. But oh, um, oh, my God. I did not realize The Rescuers was, in the, was from the 70s. I don't know why I thought it was later than that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's yeah, so no. wild. It's uh, re- the first Rescuers was 1977. I think there was rescue Rescuers Down Under. Must rescuers have Rescuers Down Under must have been late 80s, early 90s. Um, oh, and but 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 that all being said, um, so he he had this beef with the studio with Disney, and he said he him and a bunch of his other Disney buddies were like. We're going to make a new production company and we're going to make new movies and do animation. Um, So he started Down Bluth Productions and the first film he made, which was a short, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to pull up the information so I don't beef it. Hold on one second. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the first film he did was called, was a short film titled Banjo the Woodpile Cat. Um, oh, if that gives you any information, you know, maybe we could talk about that next time we go on. We can maybe watch that oh, short yeah. and then get into our next blue th- blue Um, and then he also his team also worked on uh animated sections of the live action film starring Olivia Newton John, Xanadu. God damn it! <laughs> That's so funny. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> if you've seen Xanadu. Oh boy. Um, <laughs> but Xanadu. then um he he animated the um 
the the his team i should say i don't want to say he did it all by himself he directed it but his team worked on what we watched today the secret of nim the secret of nim I, spoiler alert for everyone i adore this movie i i again, i hadn't seen it prior to today but i yeah. i adore this movie this is so good yeah. This is so good. Like it's very very good. And like um I mean it appears that other people have had that same opinion as it well mm-hmm. became a cult classic. It did. Um however didn't get that much mo- get, didn't get that much money. Um and therefore uh they had to file for bankruptcy. Uh, yep. With- <laughs> and I uh, but like I, I mean, yeah, that's not great. But what I will say is, I think this was great. I think this movie was really, really good. Um, well, the, and that's... the cover of this movie is a little bit wild to me. Um, yeah, because the <laughs> the owl was there for all of three minutes. Yeah, but the he's the, is really he is so big. fucking scary. He <laughs> have you considered that he is a widow scary? Oh, he's <laughs> terrifying. But he's like looming large in this poster, and I'm like, I don't think he earned that. Well, but you he's know kind what? Of split, okay. He's split with um, uh, oh my god, Nicodemus. Nicodemus. Yeah, <laughs> uh, he's split with Nicodemus, and um, I think you know, and but he is definitely the bigger of the two. Um, yeah. but, uh, and I want to get into that more and, and like, in terms of like what this movie is about, but I also really wanted to say too, uh, that you mentioned that this became like a cult classic and I want to ask the audience, I know you can't answer why you think it became the cult classic that it did. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, okay. yep. um, that's right. You don't have to answer it. We all know. I, as i as i've said in in a in a discord at this point um Mm -hmm. a couple times um well honestly jeremy gets tied up a few too many times we'll come back to that in a later thing but Mm -hmm. for now i'm just gonna put i'm gonna put that in y'all's head now if y'all have not seen it just watch the number of times that jeremy is in drag and also Uh, Jeremy, just find some rope. Anyway, it's fine. It's fine. It's, it's normal. Fine. It's well. Also, I will say. Mm-hmm. I mean, furries. Obviously, that's the joke I was going. Furries. Um, oh yeah, that too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that but too. also, like, it is. Uh, like, besides furries and the rope, um, uh, another reason it became such a cult classic is because. Um, this was like a studio that had broken away from Disney, which was a very traditional source of uh, animation. Um, not a lot of places, I'm sure you know this, not a lot of teams did um, feature animation quite at the level of how Disney had integrated into kind of American culture, um, uh, yeah. especially in the 70s and 80s. Um, television animation uh, was just becoming kind of a more, how to put this, not serious like it was starting to be put on like 
its own network or its own like not blocks because blocks existed but like if you think about it the disney channel or like nickelodeon and cartoon network that stuff was like 80s and 90s that stuff didn't exist before it would just be like saturday morning cartoons for the kids um but and have those like chunks of blocks so and then of course there was if you're talking animated feature you would have a few things here and there and then the disney movie um which is fascinating because I think a lot of people still kind of think like that too. They see mm. an animated movie. I've I've met so many fucking people that are like, "Is this a Disney movie?" And it's it's just an animated movie by a completely different company. And Hopefully. yeah, and it's it's just so funny how those thoughts you know we we continue. But that that is also why it became such a cult classic is because it was kind of something that that pushed against Disney's ideas while still kind of retaining that charm and and terror of disney animated films absolutely this and i that was a thing that was one of the things that i like remember because from my childhood there were Mm -hmm. um three of i have only actually seen three of his movies um one of them was a land before time Mm -hmm. um that's the like the first one that we're gonna get to in terms of the ones that we the ones that i've seen um that one, we uh, <laughs> that one I've seen. I've also seen Thumbelina, and I've also seen. Oh God, um, Anastasia. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, notably, those last two are the ones that I remember the most, and the ones that felt to me the most like Disney movies, but also not at the same time. Mm-hmm. Like they had all of the elements of Disney films that I typically enjoy. But something else that made them like a little bit spicy. Yeah. <laughs> well, like Disney the... movies, but spicy. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. But <laughs> I was gonna say, but also like in terms of like the animation standards, like there's this certain sort of like, and we'll talk more about it, I'm sure. But there's this certain flow, this certain look to a Bluth film. You know, a Bluth film when you see it. Um, and uh, if you're watching along with us, you'll you'll kind of start to get those sensibilities it's a lot of you know up first it's a lot of anthropomorphic animals <laughs> um yeah. and it's a lot of these like flowy um um i had I, I i this was in my notes for the movie but i might as well bring it up like quick cuts during stress color changes you know mm. um i did i should not right say this but i'm going to i said don bluth walks so furry artists could run with regards to all the furry mouths <gasps> um um <laughs> <laughs> and and but like stuff and and certain theming too that comes into place uh yeah. you know don bluth is this very like a lot of the stories that disney wasn't telling don and don bluth wasn't afraid to talk about you know and we'll Absolutely. see more of that later on too um yes 1000 percent. Mm-hmm. oh so i forgot to mention this prior to the recording starting yeah. i tend to not do like go through the plot of these things if it's a thing that I want people to watch okay. um, largely because like spoilers are fine and I will note when we start those generally I don't uh. think we've spoiled anything overall um, so far but like I just th- they can find it they can find it also there's a lovely plot summary on Wikipedia if they have no intention um. of seeing it but I will say of, like, it is free <laughs> on YouTube that too run don't walk is free on youtube enjoy yourselves god damn it it's good 
And it's a wild ride. I have an odd feeling that a lot of people, if they've listened to this, like if they're listening to this, have already listened to it or Mm -hmm. listened to it. Jesus. If they're listening to this, I'm assuming they've already watched it largely, like not even because of like just the nature of this type of podcast, but like specifically because of the type of people that listen to this show. Um, Shout out to y'all. I love Mm y'all. Y'all some little freaks out there, aren't you? Y'all some little freaks. I'm kidding. Um, (laughs) I'm kidding. But also a little bit. Um, I, there's. There's a not zero percent chance that a lot of the people that listen to this are going to be furries, and that is fine. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that for them. I don't. I am not a furry. That is a definitive thing about now, me. Now you say this. However, you were talking about our friend Justin from this film. And Here's we're gonna... the thing. Uh-huh. I Justin. There was there were several moments where Justin was really cute. I did. Am I personally attracted to this rat? Absolutely not. But he was. I don't know. I'm a firm. I'm a firm believer in the statement of like, if (laughs) if you deny that you're a furry, and like there, like I, you know, I don't actually firmly believe this. Like, if you're really upset by this, please don't (laughs) take this all with a grain of salt. Um, but I also have this belief of like, if you deny that you're a furry you know like (laughs) people are gonna like there is going to be something out there for you like so might as well just like don't you like seeing yourself drawn as like a little creature like i'm not like i'm not to the extent of like uh like uh oh my gosh like i i you know there's some furries that are really into like the sexual discourse and some furries who are really like identify with certain creatures but like sometimes being a furry is just being like I wish I was just a little possum, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Anyway. um, I adore that. I will say one other thing, too, before we get into the actual plot of this film. Uh, The other thing that was happening at the time that I feel like would be remiss if I didn't mention it as someone who's in this world. um, Besides it not doing super well, there was also like an industry wide animation strike. And like, oh shit, really? Yeah, there was, there's like a lot of animation in the 80s. Um, there was like, there's like ebbs and flows of animation, you know. Right now, we're kind of, uh, if you've heard the news about like HBO Max and Netflix cutting a lot of animated series, you know, you'll hear that we're kind of in the, we're starting to hit like a little, um, Mm-hmm. valley so to say and that was yeah. kind of the 80s too like animation had always uh, two people outside of animation um it's a gimmick you know mm. it is uh something you put in xanadu to make it look special you know it is <laughs> it is for kids and that's why yeah. disney does it for kids and like other things like that the strike didn't so much i shouldn't say that didn't so much um this the strike in the 80s was also in part just just like treatment of workers in animation and also like television animation at the time um because at the time if you think about it television was kind of this new media that we had too um so there was strikes that were happening and and like the treatment of animation workers was also very poor um at the Mm. time so in part part of the issue with secret of nim was the strike that was happening in the 80s so right gotcha yeah that does that does make sense 
I mean, the product, not for nothing, the product that they turned out for this one, knowing that there's a strike going on, I'm like, I'm genuinely impressed. Honestly, I'm impressed, period, with everything, <laughs> with all, with the animation of this movie. I'm just like, just straight up, like, particularly that last, um, that last fight scene, mm-hmm. like the smoothness of the animation of that fight scene was so beautiful and so well done that honestly, I would have assumed it was like 2007 were yeah. it not for like several obvious sort of key things that make it not seem like it's 2007. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> namely just there one thing that i did sort of notice but like not a thing that i'm gonna like hold anybody to or like dock any points from it for this Mm -hmm. was there being just like there being um like some things that had like i don't know i guess for lack of a better way to describe it the outline being there but like or the outline not being there but like everything Mm -hmm. else just being in place yeah um it, that happened a couple times, and I was like, oh, this is interesting. It seemed to happen mostly in scenes where they were using, like, where they were using rotoscoping and also the other forms of, the other sort of animation techniques that they would typically use um, on top of, like, a background. Yeah, if that yeah. Makes sense. Like, what, like oh, yeah. there's that sequence where she's in the cage, and it's sort of moving around. And the mm-hmm. cage itself is um is uh has been rotoscoped, but the right. like but she hasn't been as right. she is a mouse. Um so mm. mm-hmm. um <laughs> well like in, in yeah. terms of that, like first there's uh like at at the time of course, um and I say of course, but maybe people don't know and I don't mean to shame nobody for that. But at the time, you know, animation was a, a drawn by hand, the backgrounds were painted by hand. The mm-hmm. color was added by hand, you know, the the animation was done, you know, everything was done in the studio and yeah. everything was done by hand. Um, animation currently uh, is not so much that anymore. Um, yeah. Even I was going to say a lot of times we get like uh, if we're doing uh, 2D animation, we'll be sending animation overseas. Um and not, I'm not just saying me, but in general, the industry in general, um, a lot of teams send their work overseas um, to get colored. And we, we essentially, you know, have these blueprints um, like a lot of feature studios. What they'll do now is just 3D animation, which is to say is still beautiful work and still a lot of hard work done by individuals. Oh, but, yeah. You know, it was just a different time at the time, too. So, like, you see a lot of errors that are just like well, can we afford to replace this? Is it that important? Um, like when, you know, when cells are sliding, like yeah. because you have to imagine everything is on top of one another. Like oh, you totally. need to save, yes, you need to save that background for maybe a later scene or, and then you have just a bunch of animated painted cells and stuff. So like you see a lot of errors with kind of older films, especially like color pops, um, sliding, mm-hmm. um, you know, different different things. I um, personally adore it, like, as mm-hmm. a thing. Like, it's one of those things that I, like, I hope the initial statement didn't come off as, like, kind of critical, but it was one of the, it was, it's a thing that I find enjoyment in, 
in like not a not in the way that one finds enjoyment in something not being correct um but like in the way of like oh yeah we don't get things like that now Mm -hmm. like the last thing that i remember being like a thing that like just (laughs) like a thing in animation that they just did not fix um Mm -hmm. even though it was like a noticeable thing was um at one point, Elsa's hand, a hair going through oh, yeah. her arm. Oh yeah, like oh, yeah. in the. Mo- that's the last time that I like saw something like that happen, where it was like noticeable, and I was like, "Oh yeah, that's the part that reminds me that this was like done by people." Right. Um. And I, I, I'll be quite honest with you. I missed that. Like, there's a. I miss being able to find those things, and also, there's something. I think it also that largely also is probably nostalgia. I'll be honest; mm-hmm. like, there's a huge nostalgia factor oh, to that yeah, for me. Oh yeah, of course. But of like, course. I just that was I think another thing that added to this being just a really lovely, like, just lovely watching experience. Like, I mm-hmm. I had such a fun time watching it, and also not for nothing, it's always more fun to watch a film when you're watching it with a friend and like you've of got course. a drink and you're laughing about lines that are a little wonky. Like, of course. <laughs> but, but like all... anytime a woman mm-hmm. says something, the man has to ask a question about it immediately after or declare a statement about it. I did. Mm-hmm. I noticed that a few times. I was like, this woman has fully said there's a cat over there. Right. And <laughs> I was going to say, I was going to say before hey, we get too in the bushes. <laughs> uh, before we get too far mm-hmm. off from it. Uh, and I promise I'm going to keep all of this kind of stuff. I'm going to keep it tight. Or if we're going to do it, it's going to be all info dump here. And then later on in other episodes, it will be less, but um, a lot of, you know, with animation, like a lot of those pops and stuff too. Um, you know, it's, that's even good sh- movies and shows have that stuff. Right oh, yeah. from that time period, that had really not a lot to do with the um, with the uh, strikes and stuff. So, if it's okay with you, JV, I'd like to read just a tiny little paragraph from oh, the yeah. Animation Guild website about the Runaway Wars, which is the strike stuff. Ooh, yes, please, yeah. Cool. yeah. Ooh, so, I feel like an insider. Let's go. <laughs> so, if you are interested in this sort of stuff, uh, I would dev- definitely check out animationguild.org. The Animation Guild is like a wonderful resource for people in and out of animation. Um, you know, I am very like, hell yeah, Animation Guild. Unfortunately, production people aren't in the Animation Guild, so I can't be like, I know the inside insides, but I do <laughs> recommend um, like a lot of the history that was collected here. Um, but, uh, and that was by Tom Sito, um, who's an, an, who was, is slash as currently an animator. Anyway. Um, so the runaway wars, the 1950s and sixties saw labor peace in animation. Although in 1969, there was a drive to institute residual payments for animation artists and writers. Employers used layoffs in ink and paint to split the union and thwart the strike vote. In the 1970s, the subcontracting of television animation to foreign subcontractors, known as, quote, runaway production, began to seriously affect employment. In 1979, Local 839 struck the TV animation shops, winning a, quote, runaway clause that guaranteed local employment before work can be subtracted, subcontracted out of L.A. County. However, in 1982, the, the studios regrouped and defeated the union after a 10-week strike. 
after which virtually all TV animation and ink and paint was sent overseas. Hmm. Although the local 841 organized the first computer animation shops, overall East Coast employment shrunk, and in 1988, the New York local merged with with IATSE, which is another union. Uh, Cameron, mm. camera union there. I should have just uh, kept reading. Yeah. Uh, and then local 8839's membership dropped to 800 and nine, uh, dropped to about 800. No, dropped. Yeah. Dropped to 800 in 1987 filmation. The last TV animation shop doing its work entirely in the U S was bought by a switch Swiss conglomerate and closed in 1988. So I just wanted to get my, that information straight. <laughs> oh, yeah. So I wasn't giving false information to anyone. So in terms of the strikes there, that is what that was about. Um, Work. Excellent. Yeah. I, I, support your local unions. I'm mm-hmm. just shouting that out now. Anyway, um, I, I, you if know. that bothers people fuck you uh anyway that's it <laughs> if that bothers people just watch i don't know gross point blank that's that's about mm. a guy who doesn't want to join a union i there don't know you go. i mean <laughs> it's interesting ironically mm. i don't personally fully understand unions i'm hoping that the people that i work with professionally do not hear that i don't personally understand them a whole hell of a lot but i don't need to they just sort of function i know the function that they serve I don't need to know how they work internally fully. Uh, not at this moment in time. I also mm-hmm. currently am not part of a union. I don't sort of need to be for mm-hmm. the work that I do. Though, granted, granted, uh, technically speaking, <laughs> there are several things um, sort of uh, acting related that I have all, whatever, acting related wise. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's some bits of that that I have have had to consider and am going to need to consider again with additional work that I do. But like at the moment, nah, I haven't need to consider it. Um, but like, yeah, those are things that overall they exist for a good reason and we should support them. And I'm happy that they exist. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Now All of that- this being said, Dom <laughs> DeLuise. Yes, bitch. Uh, okay. <laughs> so I... I the cast. Let's start. Let's talk about this cast. Oh my let's god! Talk about this cast real quick, yes. because I've just just done a little bit of a look see down the list of the cast here. Um, mm-hmm. we've got uh Elizabeth Hartman. May she rest in peace. She died apparently if very shortly after uh this came out. Um, mm-hmm. like a couple of years. Uh, John Carradine. Dom DeLuise, mm-hmm. Peter Strauss, yeah. who is still alive. I, I found that surprising. Um, <laughs> that sounds mean. I just, I don't know. I'm surprised because this this movie is 40 years old. Yeah. This movie is yeah. four zero years old. So when people who were in this who weren't playing children are still alive, I, you, you, I, I am surprised. I'm very you were surprised really surprised to find out Don Bluth was still alive. Genu- you were really man- surprised. Oh, I, I said he was 87 before I was incorrect. He's 80. He's 84. Oh, okay. But that's still like that's still really fucking old. But like, I mean, fuck. Like, Wait a minute. I'm also- sorry. Is this is this mm-hmm. the the this year is the 40th anniversary of Secret of Nim? Hell yeah. Oh my god! Happy birthday, Secret of Nim. Right, like. <laughs> If if we had done this in July, July sixteenth was the day that this was released. 
Zuid is now lie. 40 years old. Yeah, I will backdate this too. Oh my gosh, we're <laughs> in July. We were, we're recording this right now. I can't believe it's July. I can't believe this movie is 40 years old. Like, first yeah. of all, rip my self-confidence about <laughs> the fact that this is 40 years old. And I fully was <laughs> like, oh, yeah, no, this, whatever. Anyway, I just, it's wild that, that it's wild that anything at this point that feels like it was a part of my childhood without actually being a part of my childhood can feel mm-hmm. like it's 40 years old. I, I get that. Yeah. Yeah. But it is. And honestly, like, it doesn't seem like it. And that's the cool thing about it. But yeah. yeah. So we have Arthur Mallet, who is, in fact, no longer alive. Um, okay. You know who is alive in this cast? Side note. Hold on. Side note. Okay. His okay. Last film, Arthur Mallet's last film was Secret of Nim 2, and that's fucked up. Oh, we need to talk. We'll we'll get there. We will get there. Um the sequ- oh my gosh. Um you know who is in this movie that's still alive? Yeah. Uh, Shannon Doherty, first of all, fucking surprising. I did not know she was gonna be in this, but she was in I this. like how you just cut me. You're like Shannon Doherty. No! no. Oh no, Will Wheaton! That 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 fucker too. I said that and I'm like, that was rude. Whatever, it's fine. I've been drinking. It's Do okay. Do you think that Will Wheaton's gonna listen to this? Honestly, I don't know. That's the we- the weird thing is. Is I want to say no to that, but I also know that I can't always say no to things like that because I don't fucking know. I don't know who Google shit about like, shit about movies they're in when they were like five. I don't know who <laughs> does Wheaton. that, but I feel like he would. He might be <laughs> Wait, the type Will... to do that. I am being so mean Will... to this man, and I don't Will mean to. just goes on Google.com <laughs> and is just like, hmm, I wonder what people are saying about Secret of Nim right now. And probably nothing about me, but just in case, it's me, Will Wheaton, and Googles it, and for some reason. He scrolls to like the fourth page and finds this podcast and is like, oh, maybe I'll just listen to this podcast. I'm Will Wheaton and then listens to it. And then here's you sitting here, slightly drunk, more so on the tipsy spectrum, going, fuck Will Wheaton. I'm not even saying fuck Will Wheaton. I don't want that beef. I don't want that beef. I I don't want that beef in any uh-huh. way, shape, or form. Uh, oh. I don't want to start a beef either. Um. Anyway, um. I do I just refer to this man as beef. Whatever. I'm, yeah, you can call him beef. <laughs> it's fine. Have you ever seen? Uh, not was it Phantom of the Mega? Uh, not Phantom of the Megaplex. Phantom of the Paradise that had um, beef in it. Shit. Uh. The no. Character, the character's name is Beef. Oh. Uh. <laughs> Oh, Have you God. seen Phantom of the Megaplex? I know. Okay, so no. They're not Megaplex. I, re- I keep saying Megaplex. Phantom of the Paradise. The funny <laughs> thing about that is, no, I haven't seen that. And I also haven't seen, I haven't seen Phantom of the Paradise or Phantom of the Megaplex. But here's the thing about Phantom of the Megaplex. I remember those commercials. I remember oh, those yeah. commercials from, <laughs> just be, from, because uh, I believe that was a DCOM, wasn't it? It was, yeah. yeah. It was one of the first decoms. Also, there is a character named Beef in Phantom of the Paradise. And Hell I suggest, yeah. I would recommend for you, JB, both of those are like very, for extremely different reasons, of course, but like both of those films are very fun. 
1,000%. Um, I, oh, God, there's another, there. I just realized there's another person on this cast that I want to talk about. But before that, I also want to call out the additional child here, the child who we are calling, um, what we call, what we call her, Tina? Oh, we called her Tammy. Yeah. We called her Tammy. There's a character that we are retroactively naming Tammy. And the reason we're naming her that is that this character is trans. Um, well, by, or at the very least, the actress that played her transitioned in, a, I believe, 2003. I think um, it's okay if officially. we dead name the character, just not obviously her. Um, Naturally. The character, the character uh, of, uh, of Timmy. Yeah. The the sick child uh, is voiced by trans a trans woman. Uh, I, is her name Ina Fried? Uh, yes, I, I'm Fried. unsure of the pronunciation of the last name, but it is written as Fried, so we yeah. will go with that. Um, yeah. Who is currently a journalist? Oh, I didn't know that. That's right? Cool. I'm like, oh shit, okay, hell yeah. She also um, plays Rocky's child in Rocky Three, which kind of blew my mind. I was like, oh my god. I want the Rocky where he has to grapple with his daughter coming out as a trans woman and just being like, uh, oh, my biggest fights were, I thought they were in the ring, but they're yeah. mental, mental fights. I just, <laughs> anyway. It seems like this woman has led one hell of a life and I, I like want to know more about her. I will, I will look her up at a future date just cause yeah. I am very curious about just like our life um but good for her um good mm -hmm. for her uh derek uh, derek jacoby um it, <gasps> oh yeah i don't know why i didn't recognize that man's voice i don't <gasps> know how i missed it oh my it. god yeah i dude. adore this man i also love that he is 83 still acting just still like I things like that make me really happy when somebody is in their 80s and still doing a thing that they very much love that they and adore gay. doing. Oh fuck, he's gay. Oh my god, are you? Yeah, he's gay. Serious? Fuck yeah. I, am I surprised? The motherfucker's been in theater since like the 40s. <laughs> I, like, why? Like, why am I surprised by that? I'm like <gasps> gay. I'm like girl. <laughs> been in theaters it's, it's since been literally news. You looked at a rainbow flag and went, "Oh my god, that's gay." <laughs> Straight up since uh, 1963. I am. <laughs> that's so funny. Oh my god. Anyway, but like seriously, like he's out here doing the good shit, um, and I appreciate him, and I'm mm -hmm. very, I just. I'm so very happy that he was in this. That made me very, very happy. Um, uh, mm, now, the other person who was on this cast that I thought I, I, I would mention um, mm -hmm. was uh, the the little birdie named Miss Wright, um, who is <laughs> Edie McClurg, who oh. people would recognize from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. As the the uh the secretary. Oh my god! Right, I, that's who, such a fun poll. Right, and I was like, "Ooh, she has been in the '80s." Was a fun decade for her because she was in this. She was in Ferris Bueller's Day Off, and Elvira, Mistress of the Dark. Girl, <gasps> oh work. She, she's, I, on, <laughs> she's yeah, yeah. Put in that work, honey. Yes, God. 
also <laughs> in her 70s. I ad- I adore this woman. I hope she's having we a lovely We love living time. legends. Fuck, yeah. She's in we love Ralph. a living legend. Oh. I was in... What's she doing Ralph? Oh my God. And to round off, in terms of animation, to round off the end of the decade, she was in The Little Mermaid. Who was she in Little Mermaid? I I do not know. I'm about to figure this out because I... I was going like, to say, wait, <laughs> what's her name? Her name is Edie McClurg. I might be pronouncing her last name wrong, but I'm pretty sure... Oh, I'm you know what? Now Carlotta. that I'm looking at her, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, yeah, she's for sure done... A- I mean, I'm, I remembered her, but she's done for sure a lot of stuff. Yeah. Even in uh, Grandma Taters and Jimmy Neutron, Boy Genius. Yeah. Um, and Carlotta in The Little Mermaid. That was who. Um, Carlotta, the, wow. the 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 maid lady. The just I love a character actress. I think that's the the gayest thing about me. I love, absolutely love a character actress. Well, the gay- also the- using Kiki's delivery service. Oh. Hell yeah. <laughs> we well, the gayest, this woman. The gayest thing her. about me is Dom DeLuise was made for the gays. Uh, Work. Listen, was Dom DeLuise a straight man? Yes. And are a lot of his characters just straight-coded funny boys? Yes. However, perhaps, maybe, now for the gays. I think so. I think he was pro... I'm going to say now that he was pro-gay rights. Uh, okay, nobody yes. can tell me otherwise by which i mean yeah girl you could tell me otherwise but i will not believe you i don't care oh actually no straight up no fuck that i i'm sorry <laughs> actually no you cannot tell me he was not for the gays you know why why because i the first line the first line that i read on his personal life section and on his Wikipedia says in 1964, while working in a summer theater in Provincetown, Massachusetts. Stop right there. Stop right the fuck. Hang on. I'm reading this now too. It says he met his wife. (laughs) Yes. Oh no. I know. But you don't just work in summer theater in Provincetown, Massachusetts. That's true. That's absolutely true. If you're not okay true. with the gays. You're Provinc- absolutely right. For those who are listening to this who have never been to Provincetown, it's our equivalent of West Hollywood. It's mm-hmm, the nearest mm-hmm. thing that we get with the exception of Fire Island. Those are, the, <laughs> those, like, those are our three extremely gay locations. And honestly... I, I adore that. I adore that. I will say, I adore this man. Also, one of his sons was in uh, Wizards of Waverly Plays. He was oh. the dad on Wizards of Waverly Plays. Oh David DeLuise. God. Oh, yeah. So, and that's said that early. Oh, my God. I was going to say, that's that's pretty gay to me. I mean, he's straight, but, like, you know what I mean. Wizards one, of Waverly, Waverly Plays for gay people. One of the yeah. actors from Wizards of Waverly Place is now... Now has an OnlyFans and post nudes. I no who um it wasn't I I it was the not mom? one of the main no oh. no it was it was one of the boys um I know wild right um but huh. it's not not one of the the main ones I don't think um I don't remember well I know he was on the like not the main cast but like one of those recurring characters mm-hmm. I forgot what um I forgot what his name was fascinating I, well. 
Yeah. Maybe anyway. maybe you can have your your listeners tweet that to us. Yeah. <laughs> I, <laughs> I could tweet it out later. I know I know what it, I I have followed his account. Um is all I'm going to say. Not his OnlyFans, but his just personal account. Um which obviously links to his OnlyFans, so there is that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, all is um, good there and good for him and he seems to be enjoying himself and that is good. Anyway, um I want to also yes. really quick um i want to br- you mentioned this so i want you to kind of talk about it you said there was a lawsuit regarding this movie oh right so there is a apparently this is what i have heard i am not currently seeing this on like the wikipedia and i feel like it would have been mentioned here but um the original sort of uh name of the thing that this was based on was um what was it called mrs frisbee and the rats of nim um mm-hmm. that was the the book that this was based on now, frisbees, as we know, um, are, well, mm-hmm. a, a small disc that you throw in the air. Not me explaining what a frisbee is. That's <laughs> hey, insane. what's a frisbee? Oh, never mind. I see it right here. Cool. So, <clears throat> during the film's production, Aurora contacted wham the manufacturers of frisbee flying discs, with concerns about possible trademark infringements if Mrs. Frisbee's name in the O'Brien original book was then used in the movie. Um, and Whammo requested, like, it rejected the request for a waiver, which meant that they had to go back in and re-record some of the voice work um, <gasps> oh. by, like, it, to change it to Miss Brisby instead, which is the, yeah. uh, the name of the, the name of the mom. So that's, uh... Wow. Yeah. Basically, they had to take another B sound from someone's line and alter that in place of the F with the B, which nowadays it's pretty easy to re-record things like that. Mm-hmm. But for most of these things, like, for example, with John Carradine and all of his lines, they had to specifically carefully take a B sound from a different word and put it in front of the, like, and put it in place of the F. So mm-hmm. it would alter the sound from Frisbee to Brisbee in theory. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. There's not an easy adjustment to make. It's easy now with things like Audacity or whatever, but you couldn't do that just easily back in right. the day. And so I, I think that was really cool that they, like, managed to do that and managed mm-hmm. to make that adjustment. And it worked um, really well. Yeah, like, because I didn't notice that until somebody told me about that after the fact, which is so wild. But, like, it was really cool. Uh, hold on. Oh, oh fuck. Oh, my God. Girl, hmm. wait a minute. What? There's a line here I just, I must read. Um, <clears throat> also, it also included, like, this was referring to some other, like, things that were included in the writing that were included in the final product. It also included from the book a female rat named Isabella described as a young, cute, somewhat motor-mouthed rat with a crush on Justin. Oh. (laughs) And that rat was named JV. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Who ultimately... Uh, who was ultimately left out and much of her dialogue was given to Nicodemus. And I'm like, wait. Wait. What? <laughs> yeah, hang on, hang on. That is not the person I, th- I thought you were going to say, Miss Brisby. Absolutely just like given to Nicodemus. <laughs> like, um, 
I wish they'd just given her, given Nicodemus all of her lines. Yeah, you know what? Maybe we should. Ones. Oh I was gonna God. say we should have made Nicodemus fall in love with Justin as well as you know, Miss Brisby. Yeah, was, you were like Justin and Miss Brisby. Okay, let's go. You were like, very for that ship. She loves that tall, tall, tall man. Tall, well, that, tall rat man. That's and you just know a what? white woman on on Bumble, you know. Ah! If they're over six foot, Listen, I can say that I'm that's... allowed. <laughs> I've been on Bumble. I, I'm a white person that's been on Bumble. Uh, that's hilarious. That's yeah. hilarious. That's so funny. Oh my uh, god. Um... Yeah, and if they're over six foot or in rat, I guess like six inches. Um, <laughs> uh then you're kind of like okay like mrs brisby had a whole husband she was mourning who died and halfway through the movie she sees justin and she's like mr brisby who (laughs) oh i forgot that Uh, i forgot that man i don't know him i don't know him sorry to this man i don't know him and i'm like "Mm, work uh work that's honestly girl get it she better get it and i love that for her i i wish nothing but the best for her even though i know apparently the sequel uh was Uh was a thing that happened oh yeah should we get into that no because we gotta watch it and that's gotta be content our viewer viewship has to be content wait but that would but that what but he wasn't attached to that one Oh my God, you're right. He wasn't attached yeah. to that one at all. Therefore, we are we're not in theory going gonna actually cover it. I might I watch say, it later, but I mean, do you want to get? I mean, we could get down and dirty with the sequel. Have you seen it? I have not seen it. I don't. Do I want to see it? It doesn't look like a movie I want to see. I'll be I honest. I think it would um, be. How about you do this? How about you do a little poll on your Twitter? And you know yeah, a poll it and say after this episode goes live, mm-hmm. and think about this, listeners at home. Uh, if you want to hear us talk about Secret of Nim Two, Timmy to the rescue, or <gasps> Tammy to the rescue. Oh my God! Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, hold on, hold it on. It is because I've seen it, and it is buck wild (laughs) (laughs) okay comparatively like in terms of like comparing comparing the two they're gonna want that content i think however i do need to to say this um live action remake here's the thing oh 2009 paramount said they were working on it 2015 mgm reacquired the rights to do a live action um that's everything i'm going through it okay it it would be james madigan's directorial debut i thought you were gonna say james mcavoy as like jeremy or something i was gonna be like what i would die getting mr tumness on fucking jeremy (laughs) oh girl oh my god i i might love that honestly but it was planned to be a cgi live action hybrid a la the Smurfs and Alvin of the Chipmunks. I hate that. I hate the words yeah. I just read. Um, yeah. Like, and would he... be an origin story for an imperiled mouse that befriends a comical crew of rats. It doesn't sound like it would honestly be that good, but like, and then it said something about the 
the Russo brothers were expected to be executive producers of this Holy in like cow. April 2019. I don't want it, but I also know that like if that happened, it's fine. Um, it then, uh, oh yeah, and then it said a television series based on the books is in development by Fox um, as yeah. early as September of 2021. Yeah. Um, so there, I don't, I don't yeah. know that I want any of it, but honestly, <laughs> I don't know. Like, I mean, there it's a, it's a rich world, if nothing else. The the lore of this goddamn movie is kind of incredible. Like, and let me tell you, with with uh, Timmy to the rescue, it just gets more. Oh, I'm ready. Okay. See, well, I'll watch it. We'll watch it. Well, I think you should still do the poll just for funsies. We'll and do we get the to make poll. the final. Yeah. We'll do the poll and that'll determine when we do this. Because That's I'll, actually a good idea. I, I was going to say, because yeah. I want you to think about, you know, Tammy, uh, mm-hmm. you know, was voiced originally by Ina Fried. Um, mm-hmm. And this version, Timmy, who I guess untranses his gender <laughs> is voiced yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no! uh voiced by ralph macchio oh fuck okay Perfect yeah no kid. that was all yeah. you need to say that was all you need to say i am gonna see this i'm extremely concerned but i will see this oh yeah i am more concerned about the fact that this movie was done like 17 years later. I know. Well, here's the thing too, that I think you're going to love the voice mm-hmm. of Justin, you know, mm-hmm. in the original, uh, secret of Nim movie was, um, the, <laughs> was, was a Peter Strauss, the ever talented mm-hmm. Peter Strauss, yeah. um, in Timmy to the rescue, hold on to your hair because he is voiced by William H. Macy. Bitch, excuse me? Uh, <laughs> okay, I... What the fuck? Wait, I... Oh, the one yeah. who's been married to Felicity Huffman since 1997? <laughs> I don't know why I just had to say it like that, but... Oh, you mean You're the like... one that was... <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Well, does that also mean The one who's been married to Felicity in... Huffman? <laughs> oh my god. That uh... means he was the one who was... Who was invest- investigated by the investigated for the college admissions bribery? Yeah, Justin. Saying f- for undisclosed reasons, no charges were filed against Macy. Yeah. Wait. The... Wait. 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 Oh, wait. Can we talk a little bit about a spoiler of this film? Uh huh. Yes. Um, oh, yeah. Spoilers. Yeah. Spoilers. Spoilers. This is the spoiler song. Um, something that you brought up that I didn't really process until this watch of it, and I've watched it a few times in my life, but you were so right about this. Uh, that is a very anti-capitalist movie. Legit. Legit. Like because that. Because the villain was a filthy capitalist. I, <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah, that was... I just like saying it like that. Filthy capitalist. Filthy whore. capitalist. No. <laughs> <laughs> just fe- Honestly, that feels like a correct way to do that. Because the guy who played him... I know that the guy who played him was was for sure not homo... Oh, fu- I... I 
Oh my God. I la- I was about to lie to y'all. I was about to lie to y'all right to y'all's faces. I was about to lie to y'all so hard. You were about to say that that the Paul guy Shinar, who, that he wasn't gay, and I was so fucking he wrong. He was gay. That. that man was extremely gay. Oh man! And he he, oh, he, God. he oh he his partner played Sherlock Holmes. <gasps> yeah. Known professionally as Jeremy Brett, who played Sherlock Holmes in four Granada TV series, 1984 through 1994. That was his partner. And you also said something very funny about the villain of this film, which Mm -hmm. is, I'm going to tell my kids that that was Kris Jenner, um, because he's (laughs) Kris Jenner in this film. Yes, I did. Because any time, because this man, the, the man's name was Jenner. And the only thing I could think is Kris Jenner. Every single time. Yep. Not any of the other Jenners. No, no, no. Only Chris Jenner. Every yeah, single he time. Miss, he had Miss Chris Jenner energy. He kind Jennergy. of did. With that cape. <laughs> with that cape, he did kind of have Chris Jenner energy. Because Chris Jenner should honestly bring back the cape. Like oh, yeah. I, I don't really give a fuck for the Kardashians, but like, and I'm not just saying that to be like kind of whatever like weird about them no i genuinely just don't give a shit about most of what they do the only time that i've ever cared about kim kardashian is the times where she showed up on wait wait don't tell me on npr (laughs) because genuinely that was the funniest fucking episode because everybody had to had to sit there and be like we're not talking to kim kardashian We, we have to yep ignore the fact that it was Kim that this is Kim Kardashian that we're talking to yeah 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 well also I think I think the best thing about your kind of assessment of the Kris Jenner of the film is Jenner um Mm -hmm. is the accurate like if we had a villain of anti-capitalism besides the obvious villains of anti of capitalism uh, or sorry, I meant to say capitalism, not anti-capitalism. If mm. we had a villain of capitalism that wasn't the obvious ones, it would be Chris Jenner, right? Oh, absolutely. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Well, like the thing you mentioned too, oh you god. and this is a direct quote from JV was like, "This movie is about community and action, and it's just about community." Um, I also added to that quote, "The cats look evil in the world of Don Bluth." Um, but but before we get into <laughs> evil cats, Legit. before we get into evil cats, you, I think that's a, such an like an astute observation of just like this film is about community and community action. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, I didn't really even pro- I like I'm sure I was aware of it, but I didn't process that. And that's so cool that immediately for the first time you watch this movie and you're like, oh, this is about taking care of one another yeah uh, well okay i can tell i will tell for the listeners that i don't know that they might have caught that but the reason i caught that was specifically because he was tapping like okay it was there is a scene where like the tractor starts up and obviously these are all small critters who live in the grass and they're about to be mowed down by the tractor if everybody doesn't hear about what's what's about to happen Mm -hmm. so oh fuck oh never mind i'll get to that in a second but mm-hmm. like so all so the rabbit starts tapping on the ground all the rabbits start tapping on the ground because the rabbits know that they're the fastest and can get away the easiest mm-hmm. um 
and then all the other animals start to take off because it's it seems like oh we all have a system we all know what to do when this happens we're used to this happening so the the this is how we respond to this and the only thing i could compare that to is like what happens during like um so at the time of recording there's like a lot of flooding going on in texas mm-hmm. and i think i think about what happens during like a natural a natural disaster that like even if people are able to see it coming even if they're not able to see it coming it's those um like those moments are things that like we uh fuck what is the word um those are moments where we see like where we see america do or like americans specifically i'm thinking of americans but everyone does this across all cultures where we like pitch in to check on people to help people to make sure that we all Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm get out of the way of the oncoming like path of destruction like get out of the path of oncoming destruction and it was clear that that was happening in that moment and it was like i I don't know i don't know if it's just because i'm unmedicated for the gods today (laughs) but i noticed that immediately i was like oh that's really kind of touching it wasn't supposed to be like they weren't trying like that wasn't like in there for like any purpose it was just like a thing that's included in there that's such a small thing, but it's so, it's just so cool. Well, I think when I was watching this movie with that lens, like, if you think about it, it's also about, like, revolution, you know, because, again, spoiler, 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 this is the spoiler song. Um, mm-hmm. But um, uh, Miss Brisby's husband um, essentially was the one that got the, the rats and him and his friend Ages out of the, the NIM. Um, mm-hmm. and they, they like essentially banded together and took care of one another. And the rats then took care of one another because, you know, unfortunately that's how her husband passed away was just like protecting the rats and, mm-hmm. um, ages, Mr. Ages. Um, and he, he died protecting them. And mm-hmm. like, that is such like a revolutionary concept, like to, to like protect you know people or i guess in this case creatures creatures that you don't necessarily associate with and there was such a divide against all animals in this film they talk about these divides a lot um but it really comes back to this community like the rats and the mice come together and and mrs shrew like helps out and it helps take care of the kids even while mrs brisby's like out doing her thing they connect with a crow you know and the crows kind of work with them and like the birds work with them like all these different sorts of animals coming together to protect one another whereas the villain jenner chris jenner um where the villain is like really trying to keep them divided to you know to keep his own people not even his own people but uh, but to keep himself safe and he's only out for his like his own self-interests you know um and and i you know it's so funny that like because this movie is just like deeply entrenched in that anti-capitalism um that like it's funny that I didn't think about that before or realize that before. And you totally changed my, like warped my view on that, this viewing. Hell yeah. And I mean, the weird thing about that too, and I will, um, I'm going to make a note to myself right now to like, to add this in, um, mm-hmm. to add this into the show notes. I, I'm, I adore this series. Um, this series that I've been watching on YouTube um, by, uh, intellectual media um 
highly recommend if you have not checked her out. Um, she's currently doing a series called um, Lectual Does the 80s. Um, and I, the reason that I love that series is, first of all, I was born in the 90s. Um, so I... Like, I was born in 1990. I was born, like, right before the fucking Gulf War started. Um, anyway, um, <laughs> weird things to note. Born right before the <laughs> Gulf War. Um, sure. Uh, She's a Gulf War baby. Sorry, go ahead. Right? <laughs> but, yeah. So, in um, Lectual Does the 80s, there are several um, sections of, like, it they're they're a little long i will give you all that but honestly there's packed with good information and mm -hmm. um also i highly recommend just like supporting her in general she's a black woman out here doing like doing the lord's work um Ooh. honestly and like making this information that like i straight up never heard like she did a whole series about the 70s i haven't i haven't watched that yet i'm planning on finishing up most of that tonight because i i realized personally in school they didn't teach me about the 70s and 80s like they mm -hmm. straight up they stopped at like the 60s yeah and they like did not continue past that which is kind mm -hmm. of fucked up because like th they had the information it was in the books we had it, we'd also just gone through it and like i didn't there's a lot of shit that happened in the 80s that i just straight up don't know about but what i do know is it was kind of a wildly capitalist time overall, mm -hmm. particularly with the rise of the, I don't know, American mall. Mm. Yeah. And uh, Cold War. <laughs> the, both of Sorry. The, honestly, yeah. Both with the Cold War and the and the rise of the mall, like with both of those things being what they were, like it's it's interesting to have a film like this, which honestly it says that it didn't do well but i'm looking at it like girl actually the movie looks like it did fine um oh yeah like, for sure like i, I mean, looked at like i looked mm -hmm. at the uh the at the uh budget versus the um like the budget versus what it made um yeah. so the budget was uh <laughs> scrolling back up to it uh the budget was 7 million i'll go with a higher number 7 million Mm -hmm. Um, and it made 14 million, like 14.7 million. So like, that's in no way, shape or form a flop. Like, that's not a flop. I mean, is well, that also a lot of money? No, it's not a lot of money overall. But also like, that's a, that's like, I, I will say for, for functionally an independent movie. I'm like, so sorry to cut you off like this. Uh-huh. I just found out Don Bluth's half cousin is Mitt Romney. Eh, oh, Romney. Mitt Romney. Yeah. Thank you. Fucking weird, right? Like I, I realized that earlier. I was like, uh, ooh, girl. Um, okay, sorry. Continue. <laughs> I was like, ooh, girl. That's not. Mm, that's unfortunate. But yeah, no. Like, it's well, actually, that a little bit. Uh, honestly, that that does a little bit tie into exactly what we're talking about, which is the like. The fact that um, the fact that this movie is like is kind of anti-capitalist and very focused on community. But and then even I just said that thing about the rise of the mall and mall culture, mall mm -hmm. culture in and of itself wasn't necessarily like it's like it was capitalist. Yes, but not so capitalist that like like it was capitalist in the idea of like 
we're going to all go here and buy a lot of things, but not in the way of like, like the culture of the mall itself still had elements of community to it. Mm-hmm. And like, that's just, that's a thing it was kind of known for. Like, even when you think of like, yeah, like there were mall kids and the mall kids would just all hang out with each other at the fucking mall, which as an aside is why I fucking miss the mall. Like, I oh. genuinely miss the mall. Like, it's, <laughs> I well, miss malls overall. They were well, kind like of it, cool. It is a, it, malls do have like a sense of community in them. Like, as mm-hmm. time went on, um, that became like a sense of community, but it also became a sense of capitalism, a community within capitalism society. Yeah. But we also have to consider like the Cold War, mm. re- like, it really had like that anti communist sentiment. And like, Mm-hmm. Well, uh, like unfortunately that ties itself into like if uh, anti-communist it really ties into like capitalist ideas so mm-hmm. like a lot of people were kind of very suspicious and very anxious um mm-hmm. regarding like the superpowers of the world <laughs> and really mm-hmm. became kind of isolated i mean this is a, a you know simplified version of all the cold fucking war <laughs> but, but, this you know, is the simplified version of the cold war um. the cold war and malls are why secret of them did not do well no. <laughs> and I'm honestly, blaming though, it. <laughs> honestly though a little bit like i mean it seems generally like it was it was received really really well but mm-hmm. it wasn't like it was received well, like as in people liked it. People thought it was good, but like well, people it, saw it is what. Yeah, it was. the people saw the people who saw it thought it was great, but the yeah. people who didn't see it, and like I don't know. Oh my god, girl, what? Wait a minute. I'm sorry. I just read a line that just fucked with me. Like, hold on. Get fucked <laughs> with a. $79 purchase price in the United States. The VHS edition sold approximately 25,000 copies. Wow. I'm sorry. 79 fucking dollars well, for a VHS? Also- <laughs> I mean admittedly yeah that was in like that was in like 1983. I know right. this. But like that's that is so much goddamn money for a VHS. Like that's insane. I kind of love it, but like also what the fuck? Like I also I also want to say with the 14 million mm-hmm. domestic gross. We also have to consider like mm-hmm. uh you know, the movies at the time were like the there was these huge blockbusters, you know, and oh, compared yeah. to that, it was, you know, it was a, a commercial failure. And, and like it, it, it like yeah, it doubled its budget and made back its budget and then some, you know. But, but mm-hmm. you know, also thinking about animation, a lot of people, again, going back to this idea of animation being a gimmick, well, it's also very fucking expensive. Yeah, um, really, yeah. And a lot of people don't think about that. Um, I mean, and, another film that came out that same fucking year, not animation necessarily, mm-hmm. but like um, a movie that this was up, that was, this was apparently in a category, like in a, not in the same category, but in the same, like. In, at, at a specific awards thing, it was in. It was up for the same awards. Um, Dark Crystal came out the same oh, year. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and the budget for that one was twenty five million, and the box office for that one was forty one. Which, by comparison, in terms of like what, you, like what was like, if you are looking at like what it made versus what it spent, like it's it was not like that. That number is not as good. Um, the other one mm-hmm. is like 
twice the amount that was spent on actually making it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Whereas this, whereas that one is like that's that's not. Whereas Dark Crystal didn't do that well in terms of money by comparison. Well, yeah, I was gonna say also Secret of Nim. I think had a really bad marketing campaign. Like I think there was I like. Could... Yeah, mm-hmm. I could imagine that. Yeah, like I think it was just like poorly marketed, which happened. Like some some movies and TV shows fall into that trap, and it's a bummer as because we've there's some... seen yeah. so many goddamn times. Mm-hmm. As an yep. aside, I know I already released like a mini episode ranting about this because I fucking had to. Mm-hmm. I'm still not over the decision to just not release Batgirl. I'm I'm still fuming about it. Like yeah. It, I know it was probably awful, and that's the reason. But here's the thing. No, The it's number not the- <laughs> of movies that are just blatantly awful, that are, like, they they really said with their whole chest, we're not going to put that up on streaming. Well. <laughs> we ain't going to put that up on streaming because we thought it was just too bad, and it didn't fit our image of what we wanted the universe to be. You know what else is up there? That I will rec that I admittedly love as a movie, but is it it is objectively not a good movie. Mm-hmm. Fucking Batman and Robin is up there. Oh like, well, it, of it's course. On the, like it has been on streaming. They haven't removed it. It's right there. As well as critical failure that I still think is a darling. Catwoman. Both well, of those ab- are there. What well, the, the thing fuck? Ab- <laughs> the thing about those movies, though, is mm-hmm. that those have already happened. Those already exist, so they're just going to throw them up there anyway. Right. Um, Batgirl is a part of also this kind of HBO uh, cutting campaign, because um, I don't yeah. know if you know this, JV, but a lot of Murder. animated shows, it, you know, animated oh. content got cut from HBO Max, including Max Originals. I did um, see that. I did yeah. see that. that it, <laughs> And that is mostly because, and not to be like, again, I guess this is part of, but like, let's talk about it. Like, uh, yeah, you know, yeah. um, you know, Warner Brothers talked about their, their quarter earnings and it was mm-hmm. bad. It looked bad. And yeah. I believe some people were talking also about taxes too. I don't know too much about like uh, tax, re- uh, not tax return, uh, tax breaks and stuff. Yeah. But I know that their quarter quarterly earnings look bad. Um and they had to slash content. And unfortunately, and I hate to say it like this, but this is how TV executives think. The first things to go are the quote unquote diversity groups and mm-hmm. quote unquote children groups. So, of course, they're cutting Bat, uh, Batgirl. Of course, they're cutting, you know, all the animated content on HBO Max, even though some of that stuff is adult animated content. A lot of executives just kind of see, um, or not even executives, but a lot of people just kind of see all cartoons for kids. Yeah. Um, no, and... that, that, yeah, I get that. Yeah. It's so, one of those things where it makes me personally mad, but I do, I understand why they're doing it. I don't think they're right for doing no, it, but no. I, I, I get it. It's, and... but also fuck these people. I'm so oh, yeah. angry. Like also well, because just baseline even the decisions that they're choosing to make, like the way they've also additionally lost more money after that mm-hmm. because it made everybody angry yeah. should probably be a sign to them that the way that they think about these things is fucking wrong and like is not going to like that. Even if the thing that we have to deal with is, hey, we're not going to see as much content because y'all have to pay people effectively. 
mm-hmm. and like do shit like that. I don't know a single person in the world at the moment that would say, oh, because you have to pay these animators the like what they're actually owed and what they actually should be making. Like you because y'all have to do that, like we don't get as much content each year. Girl, like fine. Like I don't like Well <laughs> I, I don't need s- that much. Like I don't need well, that much. Like what? Like a mm. lot of a lot of the issues. So to clarify, um, mm-hmm. and I have the numbers up now, so this should be accurate as far as I'm aware. Mm-hmm. Um in total, uh thirty seven titles, twenty five uh of that were cut from HBO Max, twenty five of them were animation. And also we have to think about, too, the um, residuals coming into play for animation. Um, And what's interesting, um, and and I'm not 100% clear on this because, again, I'm not a part of the guild. Um, If you are someone who uh, either experienced this or is a part of the guild, maybe you can be a little bit clearer for this. Uh, And don't please take this with a grain of salt if you are not a part of Animation World. But I believe what I heard was like, a lot of the residuals for these shows are what pay for the health care and benefits through the animation guild. Oh, shit. And w- once they remove those, because a lot of these shows are just disappearing off. They're not being auctioned off. They're just getting ripped and yeah. no longer existing. Like Infinity Train, um, Oof, such a God. big animated program. Uh it, like completely pulled people are saying uh, people are reporting that it's all their clips are off cartoon networks uh, youtube channel they're mm. saying that cartoon networks deleting all the tweets about infinity Twa- train um same thing Yikes. with like close enough uh and, and a lot of hbo max original summer camp island which is just a beautiful beautiful oh, yeah. animated oh. show um and you got to think about all of those artists, all of those people involved in this. The same thing with live action too. So if I have anything to say, we should all be Mrs. Brisby's and Justin's and rise up. No. <laughs> genuinely, um, I agree with that. I, well, genuinely, well, okay. First and gonna, foremost, mm-hmm. I personally like I at this current moment in time, obviously, like I there there's there's minimal that i personally can do about most of this other than like of course potentially just stop like giving them my money for any of these things <laughs> and honest genuinely i would have canceled hbo max the day i heard about batgirl if i didn't need to fucking finish but if i didn't need to finish oh my god I wish this were a joke. If I didn't need to finish Pretty Little Liars Original Sin, I would have canceled my membership my that God. day. I, like, I, well, like, like, and I, like, oof. I was and gonna honest, say too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say not and and I, I say rise up kind of jokingly, but like JV, you are doing something by talking about it on Hell your podcast yeah. where people can listen and people can hear about these issues. Um, unfortunately I might again take all the information that I've given you today with a grain of salt please do your own research on this Um, Mm -hmm. this is stuff that I've also gathered from like Twitter and like my other colleagues and Mm -hmm. they might not even have the most accurate information so please do your research on this Um, but like having people and having these conversations is something that is helpful and of course you know deleting your HBO Max or deleting whatever to hit them in the pockets is always a great action um Mm -hmm. but also just having conversations with that community and have you know uh be the be the rabbit stomping your foot you know to to, to kind of communicate that information 
Absolutely. Um, Hell yes. Also, like, I, I'm aware that you, I, I'm aware you, for reasons you might not be able to say this. So I will say this in place because I do not uh-oh. have those limitations at the moment, which is um, if you are in these places and you are and there is a thing that you would like to do, I I would recommend unionizing. This is a thing that I oh. mm-hmm. that I know fundamentally is a thing that is like that would improve the situation. At least on the end of the people, um, at least on the end of the people who are working in these industries, I know that that would help. So, well, t- I was going to say, if that. you are, I was going to say, if you are part of the animation guild or the writers mm-hmm. guild, you know, always have com- communication with your guild, and if something doesn't feel right, have communication with your peers. Oh um, yeah. I, again, I'm not in a union because production isn't in unions, but uh, or at least animation production, um, or at mm-hmm. least at my level. <laughs> um, but but having those conversations with other people is a huge thing, and that's about building your community and understanding what's happening. Not again. This I'm... movie is just about some mice and Dom <laughs> DeLuise with some rope, but it's also about community. It's I about talking with others and, you know, I, I, I think that's it for me. One thousand percent. I, I agree. Um, I agree with all of that. I, I think in place of like doing the, the longer rating system, which I realized I forgot mm-hmm. to send that form out and then also just like, didn't whatever. It's a whole thing. Mm-hmm. I forgot to give you that form. There's a form I will send to you later. I might okay. tack it on in post or whatever. That's um, totally fine. Yeah. Um, numerically speaking, I'm giving this a really high rating just generally. Like I, it's usually out of 50. I, I would usually go through and like, there's a, it because it's a numerical system, like it can like the numbers go from zero to five and there's mm-hmm. ten questions on it. Mm-hmm. Um I feel pretty strongly that I would give this one probably a forty seven. All I right. Think, out of fifty. And I give this good. one yeah. and then you fill in what I say right here. Uh, when I'm going to re- re- record a number and that number is going to be, and then Fair. right here, right here is going to be the number. Um, Fair and enough. I feel strongly about that. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, like I, the only thing that I was going to take points off of, and this is like the, um, the, I sort of have them going by sort of quadrant. The only things I was taking points off of were, um, some of the line choices, not the line delivery, but the line choices, mm-hmm. which felt like... You wish not... Nicodemus was sexier. Oh. <laughs> 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 no, it was the things like, it was the um, the latent sexism um, in some of the lines of like, this woman has said a ver- has said a thing. For example, the cat is over there in the bushes, to which the response by a man is, Oh my God! There's a cat over there in the bushes. I, there was something about that that got to me. Um, but like that was the only thing that I really wanted to like take points off of. Occasionally, I found the um, the like backing music to be a little bit loud. Um, but like otherwise, it was pretty good. So that's I guess really only two points that I was going to take off, and so I probably could actually bump that up to a forty-eight. So. I think yeah. 48 is pretty good. Otherwise, I'd, like, I, I fucking loved it. 
Like, so it was I, one point off for writing and one point off for the loudness of the music in some scenes. That was it. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say, I can't give the appropriate rating system, but what I said earlier when you dropped it in, that's my rating. Um, some go. things I am thinking off off the top of my head, you know, this is very clearly an early Dom Bluth film um, mm. uh, that he has directed. There are some scenes that I feel like aren't necessary. There's some mm. shots that I feel like aren't necessary or they're gratuitous for certain like like of course we all uh, i say we uh folks in animation love to look at a dom bluth animated sequence and it's so some of them are just so beautiful and like really drawn out but um sometimes it's gratuitous and like uh there are some sequences in this film that are sometimes just gratuitous and mm. i think he gets better with that well <laughs> he gets better slash worse uh it's the things he chooses to get gratuitous with that start getting a little sus um, hey. um but uh yeah yeah again i think the number that i said which it goes right here you're gonna enter that number is the accurate number Oh yeah! Oh my and, God! Uh, uh, field mice of the world unite! <laughs> Absolutely! Oh man, I adore th- I adore this movie. I think it's worth a watch if y'all haven't seen it. Go check it out. Um, again, it is currently as we record this, uh, free on YouTube, which is where mm-hmm. we watched it. Mm-hmm. So please go go give it a go go give it a watch because I mean. What have you got to lose? It's about an hour and 20 minutes. Like, it's not long at all. Like, it's real. And it's real fun and really cute. So I highly, highly recommend it. All right, Vel, where can they find you on the internet? Um, Yeah, you can just come find me at Hey Val Patron, H-E-Y-V-A-L-P-E-T-R-O-N-E. Um, I also... Uh, that's actually, you know what? That's really what I'm doing right now on the internet stuff. I used to do podcasting stuff a lot, and now I'm doing podcasting stuff a little, and maybe I'm getting back into it. Who knows? Yeah. Um, I do a lot of writing stuff. Um, and currently, uh, if you want to watch anything that I've worked on, um, over on Disney Plus, you can catch uh, Big City Greens, which I am a production coordinator with currently. Hell yeah! All right. Yeah. So with that. Uh, with all of that being, being what it is, we shall do the, the regular sign off here, which is be well, do as much good work as you possibly can while also taking care of yourself and your mental health. Um, and maybe avoid going to the, um, Institute for Mental Health, uh, for reasons of they apparently experiment on animals and that is fucked up. Um, (laughs) but anyway, otherwise... Stay safe out there. Yeah. Uh, I do appreciate that I just robbed that from them, by the way. Like, <laughs> I noticed. I was like, wait, what? I was like, oh, I've now used that for years, and I'm going to keep using it. Shout out to our lovely friends. I've just stolen it. Davey, you went yoink? That's, you know what? I and, and I hope, I mean, do whatever you want with this. This is reparations. <laughs> they, they've now been on multiple shows with me and heard me do it, which I think is hilarious. But anyway, um, good night, y'all. Bye-bye. Enjoy, ah. Jeremy. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of Cinema Tea with JV. If you like the show, please leave a rating or a review, five stars please, and let me know what you liked about it. You can also leave recommendations for what movies I should cover in the actual review itself. I would greatly appreciate that. 
if you feel like following me on social media, feel free to do so. I'm at Red Black Golden on pretty much all social media. You can follow the show account specifically at CinemaTJV on Twitter. And in general, I would totally appreciate it if you would be maybe willing to share the show with a friend or two, get them listening, see if uh, see if you can get that going. Anyway, I won't take up too much more of your time. Y'all stay safe out there now, you hear? <laughs> <laughs>